Have you just been diagnosed with a chronic disease? Are you worried about what the rest of your days and life will look like? If yes, then we have something in common. Welcome to Beyond Chronic Disease. My name is Wendy Gathercombe and I invite you to join me as I share the tools I used to make my life more than a diagnosis. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Chronic Disease and Lynn and I are having way too much fun. So last time, you, you may not remember, um, we were talking about our um, other retreat that I went on with Lynn and, and how the food was so filling and nourishing to my body. I had to tell her to can the lunchtime feed. So just a little bit on that, when we, my husband and I went to the retreat to see Lynn and have a whole experience with all her therapies that she runs over there. And it was just the most beautiful experience we've ever had. And North Bali is just absolutely divine. And being able to drink the water straight out of the tap and from the, which comes from the waterfall was just beautiful. No, we didn't get sick. It was just fresh, clear water. I wouldn't advise you to drink it anywhere else in Bali. Um, and the food, the cafe that she has there and the food that comes out of that cafe is just divine. So I mentioned the raw healing food. What does, and I mentioned that it was raw cooked plant foods ripened and enlivened by the sun. But we're getting a little bit confused, I guess, in our society today that, that raw and raw like everyone talks about having raw food and sometimes the raw food, well, it's not always um, the best way to eat it, but this is what um, I think the confusion is with raw and raw. So can you talk a little bit about that and, and how and why all this food, it's all fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds, but it's mm. so damn filling. Mm. Over to you, lovely. Okay. Well, um, when I was thinking about what I wanted to do with the Warung over there, like, I, you know, for, for years running the healing retreats, I've, I've been about raw, predominantly raw food. Um, and then as I started learning Don's work and the ancient wisdom around the word raw, um, I discovered that raw was actually initially spelt R-A and it did mean raw and raw and uh, slightly cooked plant food that's enlivened and ripened by the sun. So when they talk about cooked plant food, though, it's not the way we cook things today. It was only ever to the highest temperature of the sun, the midday sun. And that's why you see a lot of places that are doing raw food now uh, dehydrating things, because with that dehydrator, the, the food is not cooked above that certain temperature. So it still keeps all the living enzymes and stuff like that so which is some people have this idea that it's harder to digest raw food but that's certainly not you know not the ancient wisdom around it and certainly not what I've found to be true um, for myself I predominantly eat raw food but I would say maybe 10 percent uh, sometimes 20 percent of my diet is cooked um, and that's mainly just because I love to have something you know a bit different i want to have a potato chip every now and then with a bit of crunch or um but the whole idea is just to keep 
if you can do that 80-20, but also, um, um, oh God, sorry, <laughs> totally forgot okay. what we were saying. <laughs> Get on a roll and totally forget. But yeah, so the the reason that that you felt and what I've always discovered over the years, even with men coming to my retreats, that say, oh, my wife packed me a heap of snacks because I was so worried that I was just going to get a carrot stick or you know, a piece of celery to eat. And then they're just blown away of how full they are. I used to see that at the start of retreats. I'd have bowls of activated nuts there. And on day one and two, they'd be totally demolished. You know, I'd have to fill them up throughout the day. Um, but by day three, the nuts would just sit there because everyone was full because they're actually being nourished for the first time in goodness knows how long because they're eating whole foods you know so much of our stuff is processed and the goodness taken out of it um but i also think there's something else going on over there because in that cafe we've had so many people come and sit there and they're just kind of looking with this strange look on their face and one guy said to me what are you doing here and i said what do you mean <laughs> and he said um he said well you know i've had raw food before but this is, there's something going on here. And he was asking me where I got the produce from. And he said, oh, that's the same as everywhere else, you know, buying organic produce from the different farmers there. But I really think it's because um, the staff there just put so much love into it Ooh. as well. And, you know, last time, the last podcast, we were talking about vibration and energy. And so when you're cooking from a place of passion and love and um, joy, that goes into the food. I, I'm absolutely 100% convinced of that. And, you know, a lot of my friends have said, I've made exactly that same salad, but it never tastes like yours. It's because I said, do you enjoy doing it? And they go, no, nah, I hate it. Like, okay, there you go. So um, so it's that real holistic thing again. Yeah. And, and saying that too, um, I always say, like I've said to many people, they like kale is just, the, the you know the biggest um, gripe with people I'm not going to eat kale well the thing is I say the same thing well if you don't like it if you're not going to eat it or if you're eating it and you're saying oh this is disgusting this I, I just don't like eating this I don't know why I need to eat this well it's not going to do anything to your body whatsoever that's that's how I feel about it because I know when I've, um, with all the information that we have out there, this is good for you, this is bad for you, and all the so-called good stuff, some of it is like kale, which I can, I, I quite like it. I know how to cook it. Um, cook it. I don't cook it. I know how to prepare it. It tastes quite fine. Um, but with all the, um, and I've lost track of what I was saying, so with all the, all the stuff out there, you know, as you see, take something that's deemed to be good for you and you don't like it and you go, oh, yuck. And I can just feel it in my body and my body's basically rejecting it the whole way down the digestive system. Yeah. So I, and I, I picked up on this like my, myself many years ago and I thought, well, that's not, I don't reckon that's doing any good for me anyway. Mm. So that's, that's how I take that energy of the food. Yeah, and in the same way, you know, when I'm uh, supporting people through fasts and stuff like that, I've been doing that online recently. And I've had a couple of people say, I'm so disgusted with myself. Like last night I got up and I ate something and I'm like, don't worry about it. Mm. You know, the, 
the fear and the anger and and the unforgiveness that you're putting into your that your you know that vibration in your body is going to do a lot more harm than eating that thing that you shouldn't have eaten so if you you know if you feel the need and you cannot stop eating something that you know is bad from you for you just enjoy the shit out of it <laughs> you know that's what i say and don't feel guilty because guilt is the lowest vibration of all so you don't want to do that just enjoy it love it let your inner child have a ball and then don't do it again you know and if you do it again make sure it's way way down the track because your body is so powerful it, oh. it can heal from that you know yeah, you almost gave me permission to be eating all those jelly beans I've been eating lately until you said do it again somewhere down the track. But anyway. I said do it again way down the track. But my inner child is screaming out for jelly beans. Oh, you know, we've got to look after our inner child. I really think if you do it every now and then, it's, you know, it's your body is so powerful. It's going to be fine. It's the that lower vibration, excuse me, that's going to do more damage. I was just saying this to someone the other day, my sister, and I said, you know, look at these people that do do all the wrong things. They they drink and they smoke and they, you know, do all what we say is the wrong things, but they may live to 100. And then mm. someone that's so pedantic and, you know, will not eat this, that, you know, they're so, so worried about their diet. It's a constant stress on their body. Mm. They might have a heart attack at 40-something. So I'm not encouraging people to you know, smink, smoke and drink all the time and eat bad food because it does manifest into the you know, physical dis-ease. But, the, again, it's a holistic approach. Come back to the emotions. It's, that's the core of dis-ease. So, yeah, whatever you're doing, just make sure that you really enjoy it and you really have a belief in it. And, and I think that's... Um, yeah and you're right when people um or that it's probably they go into a bit of judgment of themselves when they they go on a diet and they you know they'll start they'll start on the monday because everything starts on a monday i just thought about that but everything starts on a monday and so monday and tuesday and they're really they're super excited about it and maybe wednesday they're like you know and then thursday they've gone back to all the same eating or whatever they're trying to do um so so that's that's my approach too you know it's not you don't judge yourself for um eating something or drinking something or or not going out for that bit of exercise because we're all so different i know myself I'm not really into structure so much um I find it hard because of what we our lifestyle is just so sort of a fairly spontaneous uh lifestyle so so if you want me to do something every single week on a certain day I mean you know these the podcast is a, a, a bit of a scheduling thing. I don't think I could sit down here every Monday and do it. I don't know where I'm going from one Monday to the next. So, yeah, so it's just, you know, one of those things, if you get out and go for a walk today, that's fantastic. If you don't go tomorrow because you can't, well, don't don't think anything more of it other than the fact that, oh, I walked yesterday, this is great, you know, I can't go today, whatever, you know, just shrug it off. Yeah. That's yeah. how I see that. Because judgment of us is, well, judgment of other people is bad enough and judgment of us is um, where we really suffer, I think. Yeah, that inner critic, that, mm. you know, that part of us that is 
judging ourselves and judging others and, mm. and often that comes about because we're feeling not good enough so when when we allow that to come in it's just triggering those deeper negative core beliefs of being not good enough so yeah just enjoy what you're doing and you know if you do something wrong just say oh gosh I did you know I made a mistake I forgive mm. I forgive myself and then move on tomorrow you yeah. do it better you know it's um yeah it's just staying in that trying to stay in those higher vibrational emotions is so so important especially at the moment with everything that's going mm. on yeah. and I know when I know when you do start out like I my journey was I was in a lot of pain and you know everything we everything that I ate was causing me grief I you know until I worked out sort of how to go about changing it but I do remember at one stage there talking about what good what's good for us what's bad for us what's right what's wrong um and and that's just your point of view whatever uh but I was eating plain chips and plain chocolate because they were the only two things that I could eat without having any pain mm. so I um so then that led me to the chemicals that are in the food naturally because when you're looking at the ingredients I mean you know in in those things are fairly limited so that that sort of put me on my little merry way I guess mm -hmm. but yeah so we um we all have our our things and and that's my my hope is that because the, with my book I had so many different um, therapies that I that I sought from one to another, and they've all helped to a to a certain degree. And then even you know recently I've got onto another one, so it's all exciting and it's a learning process. And I just um, like to think that there's more out there than than popping a pill for people. Mm, so yeah. yeah. So when yeah, yeah, go, go. I was just going to say, you know, there's so many different therapies that are, um, you know, natural, and and again, you know, I've brought a lot of those into my my retreats, as you might remember, the laughter therapy that gets, you know, all those good endorphins mm. going in your body, and you know, there's breath work, and there's just so many different things out there now that. I think that if people just take a little bit of time, they're definitely going to find something that resonates with them. Not every therapy is for every single person. So it's about finding what's what feels good and what's right for you. But um, yeah, I've just seen, as I said, you know, so many, uh, so many testimonials now, people healing naturally by using these different therapies mm. and taking a holistic approach. So mm, we are the physical body, we are the the mind we are the spirit so mm. we, if when we do what we need to do for each of those detoxing each of those and um and nourishing each of those then then we can thrive and and that like getting back to the energy like the energy side of um the healing like any sort of energetic um frequencies of any healing um really really intrigues me with the body i mean in Again, in my book, I mentioned I was just I went I was out one day and I was always quite anxious and and I just had this I, I just needed to get home and walk on the grass mm. and we had quite a long driveway and and I only got like probably halfway up it or so and I just needed to get the hell out of the car and just stand on the grass 
I don't know what upset me. I have no idea now, but I just remember that feeling. And once I started walking around on the grass, mm. I was. it just took me from being like heightened anxiety or the heart beating and racing and so forth. And I don't know, just feeling all over funny in the body mm. um, and to to being like, a, you know, a sense of calm. So getting back to getting back to nature, that was my little mantra many years ago, getting back to nature. Well, I guess in a, in a sense it still is because mm. it's not just getting back to nature of the land but getting back to your nature as well where you, where you truly really came from. So that's, that's yeah, that's how I, um, I love that, all that energy stuff. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm running on energy at the moment. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> that. <laughs> But, um, you know, that's, you know, anciently they didn't wear shoes. They knew that the soul and the, the energy coming from the earth is healing and that's having our souls, bare feet, you know, soul on the earth is nourishing our soul and feeding our soul. That was an ancient wisdom. But, I mean, gosh, for some people, they don't ever get their feet, mm. bare feet on the earth, you know. Um, that's just hippie stuff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and also at the moment in southeast Queensland, I'm not sure where you are at the minute, but in southeast Queensland, it's a bit wet and sloshy under the old feet too. So I, I feel so good. I like it in the mud. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> my inner my, the child will love it. <laughs> I was just going to say, my inner child's not crying out for that. I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, you're so true. And that's what I was going back to what I said in the last podcast was I've seen people come and just sit in the nature in Bali mm. and three days later, all of their stuff's coming up. You know, that the healing just takes place organically and, and nature is so healing. So, yeah. And back to the vibrations, you know, when you go back in the ancient wisdom, one of the main uh, therapies was sound. Mm. You know, they had chambers where they they you would go and have this vibrational sound feeling with the crystal crystal um singing bowls and stuff like that so yeah it's it's yeah again important to take a holistic approach and that and that sound therapy rings true for me because a i've done um i've been privy to that as well but b you know when you're listening to talking from the energy perspective when you're listening to really heavy metal um, music you can feel it in your heart like you can feel it vibrating in your heart and and if that's not energy I don't know what is but yeah. anyways um oh and I've lost my train of thought now oh that's what I was going to because you talked about laughter therapy I remember going to that retreat and laughter therapy and I thought what the heck is this and I got out <laughs> there and if I remember <laughs> no I wasn't comfortable at all and and this lady she's just absolutely beautiful laughing and and I'm thinking oh yeah no this is not me so that's <laughs> what I want to so the point that I'm making there is that sometimes you know this may not certain therapies may not be for you but you know so I didn't take that one on board but I've taken on so many others. And, you know, I think it's just a matter of research and, and you know, giving everything a little bit of a go, just, just mm. to see whether you yeah. want to continue it or whether it, whether it actually energetically fits a match mm. to your body, I guess. That's, um, that's what excites me. Yeah. And see, the thing with laughter therapy is it's very um, confronting 
because we're not used to just laughing at nothing and we're not used to, you know, and it pushes people's stuff up. It does a beautiful job. I had a, an amazing um, experience. One girl had, had done laughter therapy. She came to me afterwards and she said, that was the most awful thing I've ever done, <laughs> the most challenging thing. But what it was, was it pushed up all her stuff and she never played. And she had an inner child. She couldn't even play with her own children. And so her inner child was feeling so, you know, like she never allowed her inner child to play. So it, it gave her the opportunity then to go home and go, I need to play and I need to let my kids play and I need to play with my kids. So, yeah, when we're challenged, it's usually because we have a belief somewhere that mm. this is embarrassing or this is mm. stupid, you know, like there'll be yeah. some sort of a belief that's being triggered for us. So mm, not allowed to be silly or you know, grow up at your age or whatever it may be, yeah. you know. So. Well, you say that um, I, I don't know if I had any of those. Um, I don't know what it was going on for me, but, but when it gets to, like you said, when you're not really laughing at anything, like I remember her being there and saying, okay, so what are we going to laugh? Let me show you how to laugh. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, really? We're doing this? <laughs> Especially when she just had just said, oh, yeah, my neighbours wonder what's going on every morning because every morning I get up and do this. And, yeah. you know, but you know what? It was, it's great. And like you, you said, you explained that um, what happened to that person, that lady. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it, it's just such a simple practice. It mm. really is. And it's yeah. easy and it's not, it's not, um, um, like going to damage you or, or create more symptoms for you or, you know, it'll bring, it'll bring crap up so that mm. then you can go on and, you know, enjoy your life more. Yeah. So that's what I like about it. These, you're not going it's to. Nothing like you. a good laugh. I know. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was very different. And you um, voice dialogue facilitator as well, because we did a bit of that voice. We did yeah. some voice dialogue there as well. How, how does that work for you? Uh, voice dialogue is another therapy that, you know, combined the emotion, journey emotional healing process um, and voice dialogue have absolutely helped me to heal my life. My background was coming from chronic anxiety where I would have to psych myself up to even walk out of the house to take my kids to school. You know, I've left trolleys full of shopping in, the sh in a sh shop because I've bumped into someone that I've known and I've gone into a panic. Why? Mm. I had no idea why but that's just what used to happen. And over the years of detoxing the mind and the spirit and especially the physical body, um, though that anxiety is gone. Um, but sorry, what did you ask me? Sorry. The voice dialogue, how's that helped? Oh, yeah. In your, yep. yeah. Yep. So the voice dialogue was one of the therapies I used to heal myself. And, and what it is is we all have different sides to ourselves. I used to say to people, it's a bit like we're all um, schizophrenic, but then some people really <laughs> got challenged by that. And I'm like, well, you're not because there's a difference. Yeah. But we do have different sides of ourselves just like they do, but we know we have the different sides. Mm -hmm. So it's not a different, you know, we have different personalities. And so you might have a real control freak that has to control everyone else and has to be in control of yourself all the time. And so 
that could be quite detrimental because you start to have really challenged, you know, it creates challenges with relationships because no one wants to be controlled. So in this process, you can actually talk to that side of yourself and find out why does it do need to do that? And then there's another, then we bring in an opposite side to bring balance. So you might have a side that you don't even know that you've got that doesn't need to control, that can just relax and, you know, just be, be peaceful. But you might not even know that you've got that side because this other control side has taken over. I always use the metaphor that it's we're like a bus and, you know, we come in as this soul and our physical body is like, like a bus and it has all the passengers on the bus, which are the different sides of ourselves. And they all want to drive the bus, but sometimes one drives the bus, it's, it hogs the driving wheel, you know, the steering wheel, and that's when we become out of balance. And I've just noticed that every single person that comes to a retreat, it's because they're, they're out of balance. Mm. So when we can get in touch with what's happening, who's driving the bus, and then find an opposite to bring back balance, it's absolutely life-changing. Mm. I've seen people with depression, and when you talk to the depressed self, you know, it's all doom and gloom, and then you talk to another side, and they don't even feel depressed sitting in a different seat. So it's um, amazing for the people. It's very empowering because they see that they're not the depressed self. It's just one side of them. So, yeah, it's an amazing process also. Mm, it's very interesting. Mm. And like we, like we say, there's, there's lots of holistic healings out there, healing modalities out there, and we just need to bring them to the surface so people can become aware of them and, and possibly choose something for them. I think I've put in my, <laughs> I think I've put in my book something about um gallstones it's not related to stones like actual rocks at all but but I but I did say um something like if people told me that eating rocks was going to get rid of my gallstones then you know I'd look at it and say well well does that sound really stupid or does that sound like a possibility and weigh it up that way and then and then go from there so I mean all these uh modalities that you've been talking about are not going to I still can't think of that word <laughs> not going to um you know hurt the body in any way shape or form other than to to um create some emotional healings and physical you know symptom healings and so forth but they're not going to you know physically like eating stones might do a little bit more damaging so you know I think sort of have a little bit of common sense approach about these and try try anything out because you never know where it might lead to which yeah, is not fine you know it's it's that old saying of um you know when you what does it say uh what's that saying that's like <laughs> when the master will come <laughs> i can't think oh that. yes that's yeah the, t the teacher that's will saying, come when the student is yeah, ready. when the student is ready yeah, yeah. and yeah. it really is like that with healing i find yes. that when people put it out there that no i'm gonna heal myself then you know in many cases, they've found me. People have said, I don't even know how I found you. It's not like you yeah. come up at the top of Google, but I just found you. And then, you know, I lost that page and couldn't find you again. And I had to go back through history. So somehow, you know, we're all connected. And mm. I just think that, you know, we're always being guided. We've just got to listen. Yes. So, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's so true. Okay. 
Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> You're welcome. You've been a wealth of information. I hope the listeners have enjoyed all of that. Um, and I really, I really hope that they can think about different ways that they may be able to heal their bodies if that's what they are choosing. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd be great if they could look you up because you're just a wealth of information and, and to have physically been at a couple of your retreats and the beautiful space that Bali gives you. And you're so right. You only have to walk up that little hill or actually get a little moped ride up across the creek and you just sit there and you just feel like you're in absolute heaven anyway and nothing's taken place. You're just sitting there looking at everything yeah. and in awe. So well, thank actually, you. A lot's, a lot's taking place. A lot's <laughs> unbeknownst. <laughs> a lot's taking place, but you just, you know, you just sit in there. Yeah, anyway, anyways. All righty. So thank you. Very, very grateful Wendy. to be here. And um, I wish you a lovely time in Australia. I know you haven't been back for a couple of years. So you've been catching up with your beautiful children and family. Yeah, so, amazing. yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again. <laughs> and you. I will see you another time, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed it, please make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button to be notified for the next episode. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Whole Foods The Facts. And if you require more information, go to my website, www.wendygathercole.com. Bye.